welcome to the man 61st episode of the have a little travel podcast episode 61 we've really gone the distance um <laughs> i am your, i'm your co-host as always kevin allen uh with me as always Catherine toth fox for with hawaii magazine thanks for listening i wonder if there's anybody who's been listening since the beginning if you know you, what I mean? Not the ones who caught up, but if, yeah. you know, from the beginning. Yeah, please email us. That'd be, that'd be really I know. We'll, we'll shout you out on the next episode. Kat, yeah. Uh, welcome yes. back. You were actually gone last week. Oh, where was I? Oh, your husband uh, broke his body. Oh yeah. He had to, he had to get, no, that, yeah. He had to have surgery. That's right. That's yeah. where I was. <laughs> and that's, and that's so, uh, so I just did a episode with Paula Fuga. Um, I know. I'm so sad. I missed it. Yeah. You, I feel like you two would have really hit it off. Um, and she just, her album, I think, oh, came out on the 25th, uh, yeah. which was past. This weekend. Oh, it is this week. No, because this is yes. coming out on Monday. It doesn't matter. Today's the 28th. <laughs> oh shit. Right. Man. <laughs> June just really flew on by. Um, yeah, this summer really flew on by. I was like, wow, the summer solstice is already over. Oh, wait. And now you're 26. And now I'm 26. That's also true. You can rent a car in Hawaii without paying the extra fee. Well, can I? Can you, though? If you can, can find a car, car? rental. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to be talking a lot about that on this episode of the Have a Little Travel podcast because, um, Kat, you went to Kauai uh, a couple of weeks ago. Almost a month ago now at this no, point. No, not even. Yeah, it's like a month ago. Yeah. And uh, I actually uh, went to Maui um, not too long ago, last week. Was that your first trip since the pandemic? I guess so, right? It was, yeah. It Wasn't was it weird? It was super weird because Aaron and I, um, Aaron Yoshino, our photographer, um, Aaron and I went on a trip to the Big Island um, right when COVID was starting. <laughs> I remember. Like not, it hadn't really happened yet, you know, like there were rumors and people were still talking about like, oh, did you hear about that COVID thing? Um, and then I remember Aaron and I sitting in the Kona airport and I just looked at Aaron and I said, I don't think we're going to be traveling for a while. And then this trip is my first trip, my first trip again. Um, and it's with Aaron, a work trip, and we're going to Maui. Um, so it was very full circle. Like we, we, we really bookended the, uh, the COVID <laughs> pandemic with our travels um and it's so interesting because when I traveled to Kauai which wasn't that long ago you know the vaccine passport had just started and now you go and it's like for inner island travel it's done and by the time this comes out this episode it'll be very close to July 8th mm -hmm. which is when all travel restrictions for vac vaccinated uh travelers like you that people from the from like the mainland can come here yeah. Um, without bypassing all travel, travel, restrictions. yeah, restrictions for sure. I mean, yeah. it's changing so quickly. It was really weird because I, re yeah, I remember reading all your stuff about how you know, like, oh, you got to do the Aloha Safe uh, stuff, and you got to, you know, you mm -hmm. might have to get screened. Um, I literally just walked in and out. Like, <laughs> they, you know, there was a separate. I don't know. It was really confusing. There was like a separate line for some sort of COVID thing. Um, but I didn't even have to show them my my vaccine pass or my vaccine card. I brought it with me just in case. Um, yeah. But yeah, we just we just walked right in and out. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, people who are traveling now, um, the airports are really busy. Um, we I got to H and L pretty early, um, so it was a it was a two night three day trip to Maui, um, and we're we were we did a bunch of stories we're going to talk about in a second. But um, 
Yeah, we got to I got to the H and L airport around seven, so kind of early. Um, and it was the TSA line was really long, like it was fully looping around, and um, you know it took about forty minutes to get through. Um, wow, then, forty minutes in from TSA. From I mean, TSA. to get through TSA at seven. Yeah. 40 minutes that's long if you think that's long um the maui airport coming back was even longer um yeah it was about, i believe that it was about an hour to get um through wow. um yeah it was really wild um but you know i guess that just shows yes. that there are a lot more travelers um you know and a lot more people traveling and flying again mm-hmm. um yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Um, you know, this has been a trip that we've been planning for a little bit uh, just because travel is opening up and we're Hawaii Magazine and we like to, uh, you know, we represent like to, all islands instead like of to just represent Oahu. All <laughs> islands. Uh, Hawaii is not just Oahu. Um, yeah. It is, it is all islands. So, yeah, so we've been planning this trip for a while. Uh, it almost didn't happen. Um, Oh my God, it almost didn't happen. We were scrabbling at the last minute yeah. because of the car rental situation. Find oh. a car, you know, which is so dumb because like, obviously that's been a problem for everyone. Um, and yeah, we, we couldn't find a car that was under a grand uh, for, for three days. Um, fortunately, we made some connections and we were able to procure ourselves a car. I won't go into the details specifically. <laughs> um, it was not a nice car. It was a car. It was like, we're, a, not sure, we're not sure if it was legal. I'm not going to talk about it too much. I'll tell you what, though, it was an old car, but the AC worked really well. And that's really all. Oh, that, that's uh, all that matters. Yeah. So if you're traveling, you might have to get a little creative when it comes to uh, to getting a car. You know, there are pretty good prices on Turo, though. Um, Turo was an option for us. Turo yeah. was the option that our digital media specialist, Taylor Faltis, used when she came to Oahu last couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that word seemed to work out really well for her yeah. and her boyfriend when they came from Kona. So yeah, that's an option. But man, this trip, I forgot about how stressful this was because what ended up happening, we planned it in advance and I had to secure accommodations, right? Because we just didn't know yeah. like if we were going to secure anything. And plus we we're working with your schedule and Aaron, our photographer works for all of our magazines, not just Hawaii Magazine. So we had to make sure he was free. We find some dates that worked out. You got on to, I got you on know, to one national. of the to uh, national, right. Yeah. And you found like a great deal. Oh, so good. Didn't lock it in. Well, I did lock it in. I reserved oh, it. Cancel the re- reservation? Because I didn't know if we were going to do the trip or not. And I didn't want to like make this reservation. Yeah, oh my like, god it was like 150 for three days full on like with national um and i canceled it because i was like oh i don't know if you know we're gonna do the trip and you know maybe it'll it was not like that the next day even the next week no we and i think and we were booking out kind of early like kind of way out like at least a month out then yeah. we decided on the date you went back i feel like it was like a day or two later yeah not only were there, wasn't it like, not only was the prices outrageous on all the other, like I was on orbits looking at, you know, sure. price comparisons, but I think you said there had, they had no inventory and that's what ended up happening. Like everybody, it was like $900 or a thousand dollars for three days or two days. Yeah. And then it went like uh, in a couple of days, it went to zero, like no cars available for it that week. The week after it was booked like, out to like September, like end of September. It was insane, but it just happened in like two days. Yeah, it is. Oh it is a nightmare. Um. Anyways, long story shortish, we got a car. 
um, you know. I had an ulcer. I got an ulcer from that. You I didn't even go on the trip. I got I was a car. Just stressing out. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It was a car where you know the key was in a lockbox that was attached to the wheel. So <laughs> just kind of put that into your perspective. It was like a ninety. It was a mid nineties vehicle. Did you ever meet the guy who owned the car? No, no, right? not not at all. It was completely through text. He was very nice though. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to say his name. Maybe even for legal reasons. I don't know. Anyone <laughs> in trouble? Um, yeah, I know. Let it go. So we got the car. Um, you know, day one on Maui, Aaron and I. Um, our first stop, only because I kind of wanted to get pictures of it, and I always think it's kind of interesting. But people love Krispy Kreme, or they're always talking about Krispy Kreme, which is a donut chain. Um, and there's only one on Maui. Is that correct? Yes. I think there's only one. Yes. Yes. And there's it's only... right by the airport. Like it's right, right when you get airport. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we went to Krispy Kreme. You know, we, we both okay. needed something to eat. And we just thought we Did you eat a donut? I had half a donut. Those things are really sweet. I know. I was just going to say, I can't imagine that you would have eaten a donut. You're you pretty picky. Their coffee, their coffee is really good, though. Yeah, their coffee is good. Yeah. Um, so anyways. First stop, really short, really brief, but then um, kind of the main. You sh you should have gone to Maui Coffee Addict. I totally forgot you love that place. But we've already gone there. I I, really I know. Wanted, oh, I really want it. I forgot. If I had like a second of free time, I think I might have tried to go because that place <laughs> is really cool. If you've it's yeah. in Wailuku, I highly recommend going to Maui Coffee Addict. It is such that a was fun. such a crazy find. Yeah. That, that place. Yeah. We have an yeah, article cool. about it. Maybe I'll link it. I love coffee. All right, we can't can't talk about Maui Coffee Addict right now. Um, kind of the main, um, one of the main things we wanted to do day one was, uh, go to the Kahakuloa region of Maui. It's kind of on the West West side or yeah, it's up from the airport. Um, not if you're traveling on the coast, you're not going around Lahaina. Um, you're going around the other side, um, of right. Maui, the other coast. You're um, traveling essentially through the West Maui mountains. Exactly. Um, yeah. and it feels like it, uh, we had kind of randomly discovered, not discovered, obviously we haven't discovered any of these places. They've been here for right. a long time, but we randomly drove through it uh, when we were going to the Olivine Pools, which was a trip we took, man, two and a half like years, two ago. years ago. Like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and that was terrifying because the drive is, the drive is really, um, it's a lot of one lane roads and you're on the side of a mountain and you feel like you're on the side of a mountain. Um, <laughs> And there's, it's a lot of really curving roads, um, but it's, I actually thought it was really nice. I mean, even when we did it um, to go to the Olivine pools, I kind of thought this would be a cool place to explore uh, when we have the time. So that was kind of what we did today. Um, the roads have not gotten any less scary. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't go at five in the morning. We went no. like at five in the morning and yeah. it was dark. It was much I was driving. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that was already terrifying. Yeah. Um, the drive is actually really pretty, uh, during the day, as long as you're not the one driving, you know, like <laughs> the passengers, if you can be the passenger for this drive, because it's really beautiful. You know, you're kind of looking at this very undeveloped side of Maui. I mean, a lot of Maui mm -hmm. is still kind of undeveloped. Um, but this is really like, you're kind of out there. Um, and as you get, you're going up the mountain in altitude. So as you get closer and closer to the Kahakuloa like village, um, you know, it's really just a, a small assortment of houses and, and businesses. Wouldn't you say it's a good alternative to Hana? I mean, if you don't want to make the big trek to Hana, Absolutely. right? I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, there are less like waterfall hikes, you know, it's a little less 
tropical and lush. It was actually really dry the day we went. So a lot of things came out kind of brown, um, but it's really beautiful. And it's a lot of like cattle, like a lot of farmland. Um, mm. So there were just cows like on the side of the road, you know, munching away, just living their life. Um, you know. And I got to say, once once we actually got to Kahakuloa, um, the first business that we we kind of ran across on the road was uh, Turnbull Studios, um, mm. which is this really eclectic um, art studio. And it, it was started by a, um, a couple, it was a local couple, and they're both sculptors, so they have a lot of work in and throughout the studio. And first of all, it's just a really gorgeous location. Um, they even have like a little a garden walk that you can go on. Um, oh, that's nice. Just like in the studio. And the, the woman who was showing us around, um, she actually lives on property. Her house is like, you can see it from the studio. And it's like this gorgeous little bungalow. Um, and it's it's hard to describe the artwork because it is very like, it's a real assortment of um, kind of not traditional art pieces. It's like a lot of really wild wood carvings and and really colorful paintings and portraits um, and just kind of alternative art. So if that's sort mm -hmm. of if that's sort of your scene, um, you can definitely check that out. And it's cool, you know, that the, uh, she was super friendly. Oh, I have her business card. I think she was super friendly. The woman who was helping us out. Um, she even showed us through the uh, studio like the where the I'm not going to find a card. She was showing us through the art studio and where um, the in-house sculptors do their work. I mean, it's a it's a collective of over 35 Maui artists. Um, nice. So you, you kind of have a, a wide range uh, to choose from. And she showed us- Was this Christine Turnbill? No, it was not the owner. Um, oh, okay. It, it was, was some, but so there's people like actual artists work there as well and they do their art there. Is that, uh, oh, that's cool. The owners work there. And sometimes, yeah, the contributing artists will come and, and work as well. And it's all open oh, to the public. You can yeah, check yeah. it out and it's cool because um, there's a big there's a big emphasis on um, experiencing the art, not just visually, but you can touch all the art like you. It's actually encouraged that you touch the sculptures and kind of, you know, it's a really mm. uh, it's a really immersive experience um, and it's all open to the public. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really awesome. I think, um, you know, if you are looking to bring something back with you, that's really special and one of a kind. Uh, that's a really cool place to go check out. Oh, Turnbull that's Studio. Cool. That was, yeah, that was our first, and again, super nice. Um, everyone in Kahukuloa who I met was incredibly warm and welcoming, real aloha spirit kind of thriving. Um, and yeah, next stop was Julia's banana bread. Um, who? So is, we saw that when we were driving there and then it's come up on our Reader's Choice yeah. Awards. I've never been there. And then we were like, okay, we need to go. And then I did research and you went on a Monday and they're normally closed on Monday. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Yeah. But you actually got to, I got to meet I got to meet Julia. That's so cool. It was super cool. Yeah. She um super sweet um old lady. Um and she don't say old. She was she I'm just she saying, so just because nice. you're 26, you know. <laughs> she she's probably cool. like 42. <laughs> she um yeah, so she it's like a really quaint little, it's almost like a tree house, like it's built around a tree. Um, it's a small little oh. shack and oh they they don't only have banana bread but their banana bread is really good and you get two loaves for ten dollars which is kind of a steal um but they got yeah. all sorts of other goodies they've got um these coconut crisp um treats that are really good they've got this uh they've got this passion fruit glaze um that that, that i sampled that was really delicious uh and julia was super nice i mean just talking story with her and um you know i was kind of asking her like oh like you know how did how did you get started with this how how did um 
how did you come about making banana bread? Um, and she used to be a, like a teacher, I guess, um, at one of the local schools. And one of her other teachers, uh, fellow teachers, would always bring banana bread to their teacher meetings. Um, mm. And she loved it, you know. And she asked the, her, her fellow teacher for the recipe and, and kind of started making it herself. And that's, that's kind of how she got the idea. To start oh, interesting. Yeah, so it was super awesome to meet her. Her daughter, also, it's like built on a property that is huge. And it's her property. There's like kalo, like taro being grown all around the, the stand. Um, yeah, so it was really nice to meet her. And again, just super friendly people. Um, so it really is like a, an abbreviated road to Hana. Because on Hana, there's all these like roadside stands that sell yeah. banana bread. I feel like she, was she the only one in that area selling banana bread or were there others? Uh, I think there's, there's one more like Lorraine's or something maybe. Yeah, yeah there's Lorraine's and then there's there's a couple others. Um, we only stopped at Julia's though. Um, and that's all we had time for. But there's also a like a plate lunch place kind of at the top of Kahokuloa. There's a little outlook area. Um, that is a really great place to kind of get like a, a good view, I guess, of the village, um, of the whole area. Um, unfortunately, they were closed, so we couldn't eat there. But I think it's called Brada's something, Brada's food truck. Of course. <laughs> like, yeah, um, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, so Kahokuloa was, yeah, it, it's cool. It is like a, you're right, it's kind of like a, it only took maybe an hour and a half, you know, to get fully through it. Um, and it is a bit like an abbreviated Rotahana. It's a little less tropical, but there, it is definitely a different side, I guess, of, of mm -hmm. Maui. That, again, I mean, you know, as Aaron and I were driving through it, we did not see like a lot of other visitors um it's still pretty pretty low-key i mean there were a couple other cars on the road that we could tell were rentals but you know it was it was really low-key um although when we did get to the top that kind of lookout area aaron and i were stopping and not one but two uh cars pulled up next to me and asked me uh they were coming the other way so they were coming from the lahaina ka'ana poli side they were coming around and they asked me if the roads were going to get even scarier <laughs> And I had to, I had two to people asked you that Yeah, two different like cars, like they pulled up at the same time. Like one of them was talking to me and then oh. the other two pulled up behind and they were like also asking me about it. And I had to tell them like, oh yeah, it gets way scarier because, um, Aaron and I ended up driving, uh, towards, uh, the Kaanapali side. So we kept going up the coast and those roads were much, much nicer. Um, you know, it was like <laughs> two lanes and I mean, it's very curvy, but it wasn't like one lane, you know no hand no railing action like it is on the other side um and i did see that they turned back so maybe that was oh really yeah, maybe that was for the best they seem pretty sketched out by the drive already but aaron and i had a long day uh to go um that was really just the morning of day one um from there we, we checked out a lot of beaches um i think about eight in total wow for an upcoming feature you know we at hoy magazine we just talk a lot about beaches but sometimes we don't have photography of them um so this was a good opportunity for for us to get that photography um and the first stop was honolulu bay uh which is a super nice beach did um, you guys go all the way down did you hike down no because to be honest the view from up top was a lot better um you get yeah. that really panoramic um you know you get that really panoramic nice view. and mm -hmm. uh the parking was pretty gnarly um to try to get down uh, there was not a lot mm. of parking um, and that ended up being a recurring theme for all of these beaches. But uh, yeah, Honolulu Bay, it was, it's during the summer right now. So it's uh, very flat, you know, um, the bay tends to only, the bay is known for surfing, but specifically in the wintertime, 
uh, during the summertime, it is gorgeous. Like it is just completely flat. There were a couple uh, boats, um, snorkeling tours already in the bay and there were, you know, pods of snorkelers in and around um, and the water. I mean, even from up top, from the, from the lookout, it was almost see-through. Like you could, you could see right through it. Um, although my attention was mostly on where the waves normally break. Even on a small day like today, there was like a one foot little, like perfect right, just going the whole time. Have you ever surfed there? I've never, I've never even gone. It was my first time. Oh, I've surfed there. Oh, it looks, yeah. I could tell like, mm-hmm. just from looking at Detective. that little break, mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, you can't go left. The left is a mountain. Yeah. I was like going to say wall. it's a only a right. I would, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Honolulu Bay was super cool. Um, we checked out other, I'm not going to go too into, into the other ones, but we went to like DT Fleming beach. Uh, we went to Napili Bay. We went to, oh, we were going to go to Lahaina Beach, but speaking of parking, Lahaina Beach was insanely parking within a mile radius. But fortunately, we actually found uh, a small park that's like just down the road from Lahaina, um, Kamehameha Iki Park, um, which had a parking oh. lot that had stalls. And it's like a very small, um, small park. And then it, it, there's a beach act, or there's a small beach area as well um hmm. but it was it was fine I mean it was like right next you could see Lahaina from the beach um you know it was really close and there was plenty of parking so that was kind of a nice find for us you know that is a nice find yeah <laughs> on these trips we try to try to find um, maybe spots that aren't super popular and you know just try to check them out um so that was and blow cool. it up and blow it up you know <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> on the yeah. internet on hawaiimagazine.com um <laughs> yeah we're gonna get some comments about that one uh, <laughs> oh yeah and then we went to Olawalu, um, which is kind of known for being like a really great beginner surf spot. And, you know, mm-hmm. I could even see it like it's just very gentle waves um, and it's a huge stretch of beach. That's another beach that we did not have to worry about finding parking at all um, because there's just so much there's so much, you know, sand and, and beachfront along that whole Olawalu strip. You could you could literally go to the beach anywhere along that strip and it would be it would be pristine. Um, there was like a more Olawalu beach park area um, where there was a small lagoon that looked really good for kids. Um, you know, it was protected by a break wall and everything. And then there was a small surf break right out in front. Um, so that was super fun. Uh, and then it was like four o'clock and Aaron and I had been driving for so long. <laughs> um, you know, we always joke about these work trips, right? Like it's not, I mean, it's, it's amazing because we get to go out and do a bunch of really cool stuff, but then it's also like 12 hour work days every day, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, our accommodations, uh, Kat, you helped set this up, was a haiku house, um, which is a B&B. I don't even, it's not. Okay. So when you had set this up, for, we, we had assumed that we were just getting like one room in a house that it looked like a very oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I, I was too. I That's what I thought. So just to set up a little background, I guess the Haiku House is a, I mean, it was a, originally a property that was deeded to Richard Armstrong from King Kamehameha III, and it's a huge property. It's 40 acres. Um, and then I believe Richard Armstrong built this really beautiful plantation style house um, on the property. Henry Baldwin of Alexander and Baldwin fame, um, you know, one of the major sugar cane players here in the islands, um, incredibly rich individual. Uh, he bought the house and the property um, from Richard Armstrong. And he did a little bit more renovation. He added onto the house as well. Um, and then it's gone through a few other owners um, and, and now it's owned um, 
now it's owned by the Chan family. Uh, they, they purchased it in 2015 and they did even more renovations to it. And they've, they've set it up as a, as a home that you can, you can rent out the entire home. Um, and when I say home, it's more of a mansion. It's nine bedrooms. <laughs> um, wow. Oh my God. Yeah. It's nine bedrooms and every single bedroom is essentially a suite. You know, it's, it is huge. Um, and Aaron and I, wow. up, again, we are in a janky looking rental car. So <laughs> pull up. It's one of those driveways that you, it's, a, it's got a, it's got a gate, you know, and you hit the button and you, the mm. gate op swings open like a mansion and you drive up this really long driveway. And then we pull up in our Camry. Remember the, <laughs> the, uh, the house manager at Kaika was like, are you Kevin? <laughs> um, he wasn't sure. And I don't blame him. Um, yeah. So we pull up and it, it's huge. And again, I'm only thinking like, oh, maybe Aaron and I will have like one room, you know, that we'll share the both of us. Um, but we have the whole house. Um, wow. That's crazy. Whatever, it, Kevin. You're welcome. To put it in perspective, the house I think is around seven thousand dollars a day to rent. Are you serious? Yeah. So, it's a lot, um, and it was really interesting too because I was asking Akaika, the the property manager, um, like, "Oh, who rents this house out?" And apparently, a family <laughs> had rented it out for like two months. Wow! Oh my um, god! Man, that they are making some good money. Um, Cause you know, you don't get, yeah. just get the house. You get this really gorgeous 20 acre property. Um, and then there's another 20 acre that's actually dedicated to um, <gasps> a farm, like farmland. Do I know how much that costs? I don't want to Look know. at that. Oh my God. That's like almost half a million dollars to rent that house for two months. I mean, maybe they give like a discount if you sure. <laughs> rent over five days in a row or something. I. Oh my God. That's a it's lot. A, it's a lot, but you get a lot you know um yeah. and yeah so there's an, an additional 20 acres that is kind of dedicated to farm to farmland and agriculture and they have they produce a lot of really beautiful produce um you know as Aaron and I kind of went to the to the kitchen um which has two fridges by the way <laughs> as we went to the kitchen they had this beautiful like bouquet of local produce on display and I swear to god there was a papaya that's as big as my head and that all came yeah, that's a big farm. papaya um, and, you know, it's really cool, though, that they, they work with a lot of, um, you know, they work with the community a lot. Um, they let like local schools in and stuff for kind of farm days. And, you know, they try to give back to the community in a lot of different ways. Um, and but I mean, the house was was gorgeous. So I stayed in the master bedroom, obviously. Of course you did. Wow. And you didn't even like Aaron switch off and let Aaron. Aaron could choose from any one of the nine suites. He had he had the whole lower house. Um, <sighs> And I gotta say, in this house as well, <laughs> I know it's, I'm just like gushing about this, but in this house there were you're so like, bougie, Kevin. There were pieces of furniture gifted to the Henry Baldwin by like Hawaiian royalty that are literally one of a kind. Like you can't find this. This is just one of a kind pieces of furniture. Like there's a beautiful coalwood bench right in the the entryway of the house that is like literally it's the only one in its existence um so it really wow. cautious i always had a coaster on me because i didn't want to like i was so worried <laughs> about putting my cup on things you know um yeah there was i can't even begin to there was a an outside lounge area there was a smoking room it's just like an, another indoor lounge area with really nice leather chairs i spent some time there um there was yeah the kitchen was huge there was another living room area 
the outside area had a, a, a you know like a fire pit um there's a pool on property that is beautiful oh my god it, it's almost too much to talk about um how the, were the robes the robes were incredible they were the nicest robes i've ever had they were like fully plush like they were very they were very even the pencils all right can i say something i stole a pencil from the haiku house yeah why did you steal a pencil like the nicest pencil i've ever seen oh my god you did steal a pencil I, yeah but i mean there were a lot but it was really nice there were like <laughs> antiques and relics i mean it almost felt like you're in like a museum like you're in Iolani palace like it felt like you were staying in Iolani palace because i mean there was like original transcriptions of like Hawaiian music and ballads just on the wall you know there were they kept a lot of the original furniture as well um so like a lot of uh alexander or i'm sorry henry baldwin a lot of his books that he read at the time they're all still in the library the library wow um so from even from a historical perspective it was a very interesting place to be i guess mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know there was a typewriter that henry baldwin used i mean it was just a typewriter from the times wow um, and they've done a lot to renovate it in a very um you know they didn't want to make it look too modern but some renovations had been done to make it look like a you know like a nice bnb &B. um it's not all from the time um they did a lot of renovations and they only recently started renting the space out i think in 2019 um and then COVID happened so they couldn't they couldn't really do much with the with the space um yeah so that's that was i rough. mean i i can totally see why you kaika saw you and aaron roll up especially you were you driving <laughs> Yeah, of course I was I mean, driving. Did you did you look like this? You probably did. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, you in a Camry. I mean, Terrible. to be fair, yeah, we'd also like worked. We'd also been working like most of the day. I was super <laughs> tired, um, but it was really cool. It was yeah, it was, it was definitely a one of a you know, it was definitely the cool part about this job where it's something like, oh, this is probably something I'm ever gonna do once in my life. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you know the way things are, I pretty much only was there to sleep. And then by the time I woke up, we had to go. So there wasn't a whole lot of, oh, there wasn't a whole lot we could do on the property. Yeah. Um, man, Kat, should we split this up into two? We're already, we're already 30 That's minutes long. I got day That's two. That's you. Oh, nah, I can, I can run through day two pretty quick. There, okay. Day two, I wanted to explore haiku a lot. We might do a haiku town guide in the near future. So I just checked out a lot of local businesses. Haiku is a really cool town. If you're gonna, if you're looking for somewhere to stay, that's not maybe as busy as Paia, because Paia is really busy now. It is driving through Paia takes 15 minutes because there's so much cars and people. Yeah. So if you want that sort of North Shore Maui experience, but you don't want to be in the middle of everything, stay in Haiku. Haiku is really nice. It's very quiet. There are Koki frogs, by the way, on Maui. Oh, we heard them. you heard them? We heard them. They're loud and clear. Wow. Maybe bring some earplugs because they are loud. But Haiku's got a lot of really cool local businesses. There's Fukushima store uh, that I we love want. that place. Fukushima store has got the best hot dogs on Maui. I'm saying it. Yeah. Allen, their hot dogs are insane. Um, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's like a super unassuming little like grocery store that's just got the most Ono hot dogs. Um, we went to places like Wailuku Coffee, which is also in Haiku. I don't know why they call it Wailuku Coffee. I believe it might be a chain. I got to research it a little more. Maui Kombucha is a really cool place. They make all their kombucha mm. in-house. Um, they've had kombucha. I was talking to her, talking to the woman behind the counter, and she was explaining to me how kombucha was made. And they've been using the same strains 
um, for decades to make this kombucha. I guess it repopulates itself. Um, so it's that's pretty cool. Um, Haiku style is just a really cute, kitschy little place to get uh, souvenirs if you're looking for that. That's kind of in the main shopping center area. Uh, we went to Akamai Coffee, which is not in Haiku. Mm. Uh, yeah. but Akamai Coffee was a place that we did want to check out. Um, they use only coffee or Maui grown coffee. So that place was really mm -hmm. cool. That's cool. Um, and so day two, we also, our end game was getting to Haleakala for sunset um, because we wanted to catch the sunset and we wanted to catch the stars. Uh, so I'm just gonna move into that right now to save a okay. time. And there's a lot to talk about because Haleakala, um, A, first off, it costs 30 bucks to get in per car. Um, I don't oh, remember it being that know. expensive. I think they might've increased the price, just so you know. Um, also, if you're gonna go for sunset, uh, earlier is definitely better because the upper parking lot where, um, you know, where you can park and then you're at the summit already um, was full an hour and a half before mm. sunset. Um, not only was it full, but there was a line of cars just waiting to turn around. Um, and if you really want to get like a good view from the top of Haleakala and you want to get in front of, because by the time sunset rolls around, there's a huge crowd of people on the ridge line. So if you want to get in front of all of them, you really do got to get there early. Uh, for example, Aaron, our photographer, wanted to do this really beautiful time lapse. And for that, he needed to be, he needed to have an unobstructed view. And we got there about an hour and a half before sunset. And even then was cutting it kind of close. Um, he, we got pretty lucky. He found a stall. I just dropped him off right at the top. Um, fortunately, there is a parking lot below the summit that has much more parking. There's also a bathroom there if you need to use it. Uh, you will just have to walk up the road to get to the summit. It takes about five, 10 minutes. Um, so just if you're cutting it kind of close. Um, the sunset was really beautiful. Um, we couldn't get a sunrise reservation. Um, those can be kind of tough to come by. If you want a similar experience, but much less people, I would maybe recommend doing sunrise um, because- Which is so funny because before it was the opposite. Like everybody really? wanted I didn't to know sunrise. Mm. Yeah, sunrise was the thing. And then the Haleaka National Park decided to implement an, a reservation system because it was getting out of control. I see. And so, yeah, so they did that. So then in sunset was always this kind of like off neglected time of day to come to Haleakala National Park. And then because you don't have a reservation system, it's kind of free for all. That became more crowded than the sunrise, which is so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, see. I mean, yeah. It was, it was, anyway. it was really packed. Um, it was very shoulder to shoulder. Um, but if you do come for the sunrise, uh, I recommend that don't leave right when the sun goes down. Um, uh, some of the best, you know, the clouds really start lighting up maybe five to 10 minutes after the sun goes down. I don't know why or how that works, but um, some of the colors start getting a lot more vibrant after the sun has gone down and starts really reflecting up into the clouds. Uh, that was something Aaron told me. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people also leave the moment the sun goes down. So if you want it to be a little less crowded, um, you know, for your viewing experience, just wait a little bit because we also waited for the... Uh, you know, for nighttime so we could get some starfoot photography. Uh, and that was really beautiful. Um, if you are into photography and you know how to work long exposure shots, uh, you can get some really gorgeous shots from, from Haleakala at night. Uh, I do recommend bringing a jacket because it does get very cold. Uh, if you want to talk about- You know, I can't believe that you didn't bring a jacket again, Kevin. Yeah. Like this, we went to Maui and you didn't bring a jacket. We had to borrow a jacket from a stranger yeah. pre-COVID. 
And then you don't ever I never I didn't bring a jacket. It is cold up there. It's incredibly cold. The moment the sun, I mean, it's cold before the sun goes down. But once the sun goes down, it is frigid. Uh, So take it from me. Weren't you wearing that shirt? You were wearing that exact shirt. Yeah, I put my arms in my shirt to try to maintain. I can't. But then at some point I told Aaron, I'll be in the car. Let me know if you need me. And I kept popping in and out. But yeah, it was it was especially cold at night. So I recommend bringing a jacket. Um, yeah, I you know the night the night sky program was something that the national park uh, was just about starting, and then COVID happened, and they're going to restart that soon. But you know they're thinking about or planning to have a, a night sky ranger to be there at night because. Haleakala on Maui is the best place to view stars. I mean, you're at such a high elevation. You're above the cloud line. Um, it is just an unobstructed view of the skies, really. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a better place on Maui where you could do that. Definitely. I got to pay 30 bucks. But I mean, it's a great, I mean, it's just a nice different thing to do For sure. um, than the usual. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, you also get this view of Maui you don't normally get at night um, with, you know, kind right. of the there's not a lot of city lights, but you can see kind of the little communities, you know, because you're so high up, you know, you have such a great view. You can see all the communities kind of lighting up. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, the stars were crystal clear. Um, and then we drove down at like nine o'clock. We didn't get How was the drive down, by the way? It was okay, but there were cows just randomly. Um, oh. Like not very close to the road. Like they were, I guess they were smart enough now to not go into the road, but I had to drive a little extra slow because... There were just cows on the side of the road hanging out. Oh, yeah. Okay. A little weird. Um, and then, yeah, so that was the end of day two. Day three, um, real quick, we went to Baked on Maui. Uh, that's another haiku business that I wanted to point out mm. for breakfast. And they were really good. They were fantastic. Oh, good to know. They got very uh, fantastic, like just American traditional style breakfast with really good um, pastries. I had their cinnamon bun. It was uh, delectable. And again, people super friendly. I was just randomly talking to this older gentleman. Uh, he was telling me about his previous life as a lumberjack. Um, it was a whole thing. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I want to talk about, I know we're, we're, we're running super long. The last thing I want to talk about is a uh, Maui ocean center. Um, we went to Maui ocean center. Oh yeah. do, And then we jumped on the plane. Um, that is a really fantastic aquarium experience. Um, I was talking to their general manager and he was really sharing with me how they're kind of trying to shed the negative connotations of being in an aquarium, you know, which is, hmm. there's a lot of, you know, there are negative connotations or people think negatively sometimes of aquarium because, um, you know, it's, you know, they're keeping animals or keeping fish in a, in a contained space. But um, they had said that at Maui Ocean Center, they really do care for the, the health and the sustainability of the aquarium practice. So, you know, they, if fish start getting stressed or, you know, they'll only keep fish or specimen there for one to two years and then if they start getting stressed they'll release them back into the wild um you know they try to they're giving back to the community a lot they're um pumping out clean water back into the bay um to kind of offset some pollution that's going on in the in the nearby bay so mm. there's gonna be a whole article on that in our september october issue um so if you guys want to read more about that i really highly recommend you check it out there's a <laughs> last thing there's a um there's a holocaust holographic I guess you know when you put the 3d glasses on and you get the things popping out at you what is that okay um, like holog uh you're hol- talking like not hologram but is it a hologram no I don't know. it's like a 3d viewing experience of humpback okay <laughs> and that was no. really cool 
because it's like i mean it's actually really well done and the humpback whales like swim by you and stuff and then right at the end you think it's like over and then all of a sudden like a whale just comes out of nowhere and it was so funny because aaron and i were leaving a little bit early because we had to we had to leave we had to go to the airport um and the jump scare i don't want to call it a jump scare but it's kind of a jump scare happened and it was funny looking back and watching everyone go Then people clapped at the end. It was a re- it's a really nice aquarium. It's pretty small, but um, you know, there's a lot to see and read there, and they have a lot of really uh, very informative exhibits. It's a lot more than just looking at the fish and kind mm-hmm. of more reading and understanding the ecology and the the sea life of Hawaii and a lot of the cultural aspects around that too. They make a really big emphasis on Olelo Hawaii and like a lot of their signage and a lot of their um, a lot of their staff. It's it was really cool. Um, so I, I recommend. Awesome. It. Oh, wow. A- I'm already tired just listening to you, Kevin. You're, you're telling me, man, it was, <laughs> it was a lot, but it was fun. You know, we got a lot done and I thought we got a lot, we got a lot of really good photography and a lot of great story leads. Um, so yeah, that was Maui um, for three days. Yeah. And then uh, the airport was crazy and we just walked on out and there was, you know, Aaron and I had five hours to kill in that airport. So we got pretty comfortable. What did you guys do for five hours? Uh, I took a quick nap and then I watched some Netflix. Um, I'm glad I'm glad free Wi-Fi has become a synonymous thing um, in airports because it wasn't here for a while. No, you have to pay like $9.99 or something yeah, for crazy. I remember that. It's free now, so that's good. That's it. Well, that is good. That's the podcast. Kat, I'm tired of talking. Do you mind doing the shout outs? Really? That's it? My You're on a roll. Oh, Kevin. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to that epically long podcast, the uh, the monologue of Kevin Allen. Now 26, so he's got a lot more to say. Um, please subscribe and rate us uh, on uh, whatever platform you're using. Let people know about our podcast. That'd be great. If you have any questions or any topics you want us to talk about on our podcast, let us know. You can email, I don't even know, media at hawaiimagazine.com. Uh, follow us on all of our social platforms at Hawaii Magazine. And of course, check our website out. We have lots of cool stuff. Actually, we have all of our episodes too on our website. If you ever want to go back and look at them, uh, Kevin will upload this video. So if you want to see us talking, why? I don't know. You can watch it on Facebook. And then we, we also upload it to YouTube or we're supposed to be. But I don't know if Kevin is actually doing it. I got to catch up. <laughs> yeah, you do. Anyway. That's it for the podcast. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.